Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Guys, Ralph Malbro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry-flavored whiskey blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hardhide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. Welcome to the award-winning Saints Happy Hour podcast. Seriously, this podcast has won awards. American standards are dropping every day. The show features Ralph, the best host in the world who can barely pronounce his own name, much less anyone else's. Marcus Colson, Colston, I mean, uh, Marcus Calloway. Dave is that dude who loves taking bathroom breaks. He's mad about almost anything, so make sure to lower your volume when he speaks. Put that freaking clown meme back up that I made. Jesus Christ. Andrew has sources, watches tapes, and knows football. He rarely shows up on time and wants to commit crimes to help the Saints win. Sean Payton would have done illegal things. Don't tell me I'm wrong, because you know it's true. Oh, and there's also Kevin, who is great at doing mock drafts, but struggles to actually watch Saints games or have a functioning relationship. Budrich wants to know how uh, the doctor's doing. That that ended. Anyway, grab a drink, sit back, and enjoy the insanity. <laughs> oh! Hey, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We, as always, are sponsored by Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Okay, I got a special guest today. I wrangled in... The one, the only, Leslie Spoon. She puts up with me in the morning on a consistent basis on WWL. She makes me look good. She deals with my panic because I'm scared of the camera. <laughs> but Leslie, thanks for joining us. I always wanted to have you on. We finally worked our schedules together and got it to where we could be on. I can't believe you're scared of the camera. I, the camera I, loves you. I'm petrified <laughs> of. I'm petrified of the camera because when I'm doing it from home, I'm always like. I have like my notes and I'm trying to make sure that I'm looking in the camera, but like people email me and are like, you look like a hostage. And I'm so now I'm like very self-conscious about it. And I don't know how you guys deal with like people talking in my ear is very, this is very like, I don't know how you deal with that on a, like 
on a, on a whole show basis and like function and like, I'm going to do the news. I'm going to be professional towards the camera. I might read the teleprompter and deal with my co-host. And I have this person like chirping in my ear. Like it's completely distra- Do you have to like, is that a skill you just have to learn? Or yeah, you just have you just innate, get, innately have it? You get used to it. But um, okay. So I covered the Green Bay Packers for three years. And so I did live shots no matter where their game was. All morning long, and then literally before the game, if even if it was night game, then and then after the game, and I did national hits too with CBS Sports. That other well, that's what I was. Show. That's what I was going to say. Your your uh, your biography is pretty amazing. You are uh, LHSAA All State basketball player at Benton High School. And I, I was going to, and I was going to ask you. Did you ever have to use your basketball skills? Because I know, like hmm. women, women in media, it's tri- in sports media, it's tricky, right? Like y'all are uh, unfortunately like a higher standard. Like if a guy, like if we make mistakes, it's okay. But a woman, you can't make any mistakes. You have to. Yeah, they, it's true. they tear your appearance and they your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So as a, being a basketball player, did you ever have to like school people and be like, okay? You don't think I know sports? How about I'm just gonna like dribble by? I'm gonna behind the back. I'm gonna dribble by you and and, and embarrass you in the basketball court. Do you ever have to do that? Um, you know, early on, um, when I started, like I would play, I would play basketball with the guys like on Thursday nights. But the reason I was talking about the Packer stuff is because, I mean, like doing a live shot in in a stadium at Lambeau Field, like with it full, is is nothing. But when I was there by myself and like I would be doing a live shot and the national anthem singer would start practicing, just one person throws you off. Oh, like yeah. the hundred thousand people doesn't. It's just oh, the yeah. one. Well, yeah, the yes, nas- different. So the fun. national anthem's tough because like you do a live I I've been when I worked at Channel Four and we would do high school, like if you did like the live shot during the national anthem. People don't understand that, like, you don't have control of that. No. And, like, there's always somebody out there that's, like, deeply offended. How dare you do this live shot while they're doing the Amer- the national anthem? Don't you have any respect? And we're like, well, we're just – it's 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 520. We got to get yeah. this live shot in. And, like, yep. the little girl in the high school, she's warming up the pipes. Like, we can't do anything <laughs> about that. But it is. Like, you, I can see it. I can see it on, like, my – you know, in – sports back when I was there, like Mike Haas had, he had just, he had, he was just going to start moving over to sports or Jim Henderson or, or Lee Zerk. You could see it in their face. Like whenever they're doing a live shot and the national anthem starts, you could see this, the panic, like yeah. a descend on their face. Cause it's so hard to tune out just one person, let alone a hundred thousand five, whatever. So, yeah. So I was going <laughs> to ask you, you work in green Bay. I feel like that's a great, like jumping off point because green Bay that's all they got, right? The, the Packers. Uh, you go there, that's super it. tiny place. It's 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 this. It's really like why are this? Why is there a major professional sports team still there? But they're crazy about it. So what is besides the the freezing cold weather? How does it? How does the fan the fan bases and the and the sort of fan passion? How does it differ? How is it similar? Or how is it different? Green Bay and New Orleans because I feel like they're two similar sized cities, mm-hmm. small but. How is it? How are they similar? How are they different? Oh my gosh. They're so different. There's nothing <laughs> like Green Bay. I always tell people it's like there was this NFL stadium, Lambeau Field, and they were like, let's pick it up. And they were just like flying into another city. <laughs> they accidentally dropped it in Green Bay and they were like, just leave do? it. <laughs> like, it is 
the smallest town ever. Like one time I showed up to a game, you know, hours early, but I had on this pretty purple jacket and I was like, Oh my God, we're playing Minnesota today. I have to go change it. I will literally get fired. It literally (laughs) took me seven minutes to get home and come back with game day traffic. Wow. It's nuts. So it's just so different. Um, they're like, Oh, Gosh, every time when Aaron Rodgers got hurt that one time with collarbone, every day, every two minutes, it was like Aaron Rodgers' watch. He's not coming back to <laughs> This is going to be a month-long thing. Like, in the offseason, well, what did he have for breakfast? Oh, my God, breaking news, Aaron Rodgers had pancakes. <laughs> like, I mean, it's so different here. There's so many other things. There's diehard fans, but – it doesn't really compare to Green Bay fans. It really doesn't. I mean, the the town they own their team, right? You yeah, can, they you, do. Yeah, you own your team. It's the coolest. thing. No, it is. It it's interesting. I you know one thing about Green Bay that I learned like listening to other podcasts is people. You know, I was listening to I think it was Dominic Foxworth and he and, and they were saying like Aaron Rodgers he hated the the off season. He hated to go to the off season workouts for the Packers and the the mini camps and everything. And people were like people were like somebody on the podcast was like well he's just being a prima donna. And Dominic Foxworth is like. That'll change when he gets to the Jets. Because let me tell you something about Green Bay. There's nothing to do. And the nicest hotel is in Appleton that re- that reaches NFL standard. He's like, yeah. so I get Aaron Rodgers not wanting to go to minicamp and off-season workouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was interesting. But He's a different cat, though. No, yeah. So. Hmm. But I'll you- leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so your time in New Orleans, like, Covering the Saints, uh, we'll get to the Saints, their their season in a minute. But the, the thing okay. that, I, that I found interesting about you is you did sports. Now you do mornings. Did you do more? Because I feel like when I worked overnights as the desk assistant in at WWL, like and I had to work from like 12 to 8, and then I did like the morning show. And you had to do what was like 4, and I like ran the teleprompter, did the scripts, and did some other things. Yeah, you had to do like 4 to noon or 4 to 1. I forget what it was. And like it totally, you totally rearrange your life. Like people yeah. don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. like they're thinking, oh, she starts the show at seven. She must get there at six. Uh-uh. Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> so is it like a giant adjustment for you to like? Uh, yeah, because I'm on air 430 to nine. That's four right. and a half hours anchoring. I mean, it's, it's a marathon. That's for sure. Uh, but it's so fun. And first of all, like they, Mike Haas was leaving. Mike Haas, you mentioned him. He yeah. actually hired me. He was acting news director. I think I was his only hire. <laughs> um, and then when he was leaving, they, the news director at the time like had, a, had some people he wanted to try. So he was like, hey, I never, like, in a million years. He called me in his office. He was like, I got, hmm. And I go, <laughs> what? He was like, I'd like you to fill in on the morning show for a week. And I was like, heck no. Like, <laughs> I literally sleep till noon every day. Like, I don't even know. I I couldn't get up if you paid me. Like, I just don't think I could do that. He was like, do it for a week. Let me tell you, sports, I used to shoot my own stuff, decide which plays yeah. I, I wanted, have to quickly find them, like, to yeah. tell the whole story. Like, you, just, you can't just show, you have to tell the whole story of the game. Like, that was one 30 seconds of my, when I first started, I had nine and a half minutes on the weekends at KTBS and Shreveport by myself. I was literally working 70, (sighs) wait, no, okay. Yeah, 40 hours a week. I was working 75 hours a week and getting paid for 40. Like I would literally drive three hours away to shoot like 
an all-star little league baseball game because I'm trying to fill nine minutes. So when I filled in on the morning show, I was like, wait a second. So I sit in studio all day and I read and I change some scripts and that's it. Like you want to pay me more? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> but I got to like, get up at the, but I got to get up before this. the sun. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think anybody knows how hard people in sports work and local uh, television, like uh, no idea. No, no idea. I- they have no idea. Uh, like when you work in like a, a smaller market, like you said, you, you like do it, you do it yourself. Like you yeah. go out, you shoot it, you do it, you edit it. Oh you have time code. I remember when I was working at Orange County, uh, the Orange County Register, people will like this story. I was running their high school website and we found out this is like 2005, 2006, right? So we, this video was kind of new and I was like, I think these parents will love these videos. So I'm going to go out and shoot high school stuff and they're going to click on our website and love it. So I went out to the girls soccer championships for Orange County and they did it at the, the what is the LA Galaxy Stadium now? And, oh, they cool. would, and they would do it. But the thing about California is it's so big, they don't have state championships. They just have sectional championships, right? Oh, so like Orange yeah. County has like a hundred and something schools. So they have the sections in Orange County and they do the sectional championships. But what they do for soccer that is so horrible is when they got to the championship, if they tied, both teams were declared the sectional champion and they both got a trophy. So you would have these girls soccer teams that were so much worse than teams they were playing. And they would just play 10 men behind the ball. Leslie, I shot five (laughs) sectional championships in one day. Do you know how many goals I videotaped? Zero. Zero. I I videoed zero goals. I was there all day. I was like, this. I came back and my, my boss, she's like, you look like you look like the you're gonna kill somebody. I'm like, oh. I just drove to the stadium in L.A. Orange County traffic, and I just watched five girls sectional championships, and I got no goals. I got I got no goals. I barely got shots. I barely got saved. I'm like, this is un-American. Go to overtime. Have penalty kicks. I'm gonna kill somebody. It was the worst. It was the. Worst. I learned a lot having to edit, but I was like, "This is useless." Like no one, wa- no one wants to watch us. Uh, and sometimes there's nothing to edit. I feel your pain. Like so, when I worked in Shreveport, like it sometimes in between the five and the six, I would run and try to catch a soccer game or a baseball game, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? I'm getting nothing." <laughs> like, I have nothing to show, and I literally one time my boss called me and he was like. Uh, we're getting reports that the girl in the sports car is, uh, and it wasn't like a sports car. It was a car that was KTBS and it said sports. And they were like, it's speeding. I was like, um, do you want me to do the news? What do you want me to put on? I'm going to speed or we're not going to have any content. That's right. <laughs> like, so, I don't know what to tell you. So tell me a story when you're dealing with athletes, coaches, that oh, yes. was, was difficult or like a tough loss or like a memorable experience where you were like, Ooh, this is, this is like the, the tension, there's tension in the room, I guess was what you say. Like after a game. Um, I don't know. I know earlier you were talking about just how hard it was like at the beginning, just being mm. a female in sports mm-hmm. and so much has changed that it's, so amazing and there's so many people like before me to pave the way but and I think it did help that I started in my hometown so I did have kind of the basketball background and I played college sports I played mm. college basketball Georgia Southern um but yeah I mean I would have some high school coaches where I would try to run out 
and they would literally know, like, oh, she does the six o'clock news and it's 520. And I would try to like, because <laughs> I tried to do too much so often. So I there, there was like a certain coach that wasn't very far from the station. And like, I would run out. And most coaches, like, I understand I have to wait till there's a pause and the action. And I, I, I understand it's the middle of a practice. But most coaches like would run over to me because it literally would take three minutes at the most that that coach would make me wait the whole practice. And I'm like, well, <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go to the news and come back. Like, ugh, are you kidding me? Um, another time, like this one kind of coach, <laughs> the very first time I went to interview a coach, like, you know, I have it on my shoulder. I got my mic. Mm. I had all these questions. I was, I did all this research. I was so happy. I didn't forget a single question. And at the very end, like I realized my tally light wasn't on. I didn't hit record. Oh my God. Of a practice. So I was like, you know, I just sucked it up because I knew my boss would be mean when right. I got back. And I was like, can I do that all over again? <laughs> and this sweet coach let me ask him the eight same questions thing. again. The same. Yeah, eight questions again. But as far as like tension, like, oh gosh, I must be bad luck. Like, I covered the national championship when LSU played Alabama Ooh. Um, at the Superdome. And that was like my. I was still in Shreveport then, right before I went to Green Bay. And, I mean, it's just so sad. You go in this locker room. They got their butts crushed. Yeah. Like, but this is the national championship. And it's like, they don't want to talk, but like you. Yeah. You have sponsors. You have to go do a (laughs) 30-minute show. And it's like, you got to ask questions. I mean, that's just hard. And also, too, like... I went to Omaha for 14 days. My boss was like, ooh, I might be there. 14 days. I packed 14 dresses. I used every single one of them. And then they lost. And like just going in those locker rooms, like seeing grown men cry, I don't care how you prepare yourself. Like that's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And um, the fail Mary, like, oh my God, every week it feels like Russell Wilson's throwing a Hail Mary at the end of the game, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, he did it in Seattle. It was the... I think it was the opener that year. Yeah. Uh, it was such a hyped up game. Green, Green Bay was supposed to have a great year, which, oh, gosh, they always found, uh, they found their. I, I think we ended the season in Seattle too. And like literally, my boss bought tickets to the end of, or no, it was the NFC Championship, That's bought right. tickets for the Super Bowl. And literally in three minutes, we were up by three possessions and still lost. Uh-huh. So, like, uh-huh somehow found a way to so that like seattle like packer fans have like nightmares about seattle but the fail mary like where uh russell wilson threw up the fail mary at the end or the hail mary of the game and like literally they want like everybody like going in the locker room after that game every guy was just like this like watching the replay and it was just like one of those moments like i'll always remember like I literally like the other day I was sitting on the couch with my husband and, and Russell Wilson goes to throw the Hail Mary. And I was like, no, <laughs> like that was just such an interesting. Like, yeah. And my stories after that were like showing the guys in the locker room watching it. And like, they were just in shock for like yeah. a week. No, a week. So many is, stories. So many is. stories. When you, when you see locker rooms at the, I did it for, the Pelicans in the playoff game is a really long time ago, but, but like what, what I think fans don't realize is like when a season ends, like those teams, they know that like, they're not going to be the same. 
So Ever like, again. it's almost like the last, it's yeah. like the last day of school, but mm-hmm. like add crushing professional sadness on top. Yeah. They know that like, there's going to be guys that are going to leave that are mm-hmm. getting new contracts. They're going to cut. Maybe they get rid of coaches. So like, there's this, there's this real like sadness to it that yeah. I think fans we're sad because our teams up, but like when you go in those locker rooms and the season's mm-hmm. over, it, like it's one of those things I'm like covering it and seeing it up close to you, you respect it. You respect yeah. it more. Yeah. But uh, mm. as my as my poor cat. And by the way, thanks to everyone. My poor that's worried about my poor diabetic cat. Oh. She's just whining, whining her, or screaming her head off. Um, so the Saints. This, <laughs> I want to talk about your, before we get to the Saints for this year, I want to talk about like your fandom. Like what are, who are your teams? Because are, are, are you, oh gosh, because you're, you're Bozier City. So like, who are your teams? Do you have a team that you live and die with? Well, you know what? I, I was born in Chicago and like doing the Super Bowl shuffle in my diaper. <laughs> you know, that yeah. one time a long time ago. And uh, then I went and covered Green Bay. So that was weird. I was like, oh, I'm a traitor. Um, no, I mainly like just follow players, just yeah. players I've, Players that I just respect because I'm like, what? Wow. And just like players that I've met along the way that are just special, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And, yeah, and the ones that are kind and like the, you know, I mean, just ah, in the Green Bay locker room, like the first time Clay Matthews was like, wait, Leslie, did you have a question? I was like, what? You know, <laughs> but you can't be a fan. Like you, yeah. you can't, like you have to be professional and I mean, that was so cool. And the Julius Peppers, like, oh, yeah. man, it's just, you know, it's it's just really cool. Well, that's what people said. I said, they said, when was the, the most, your most frustrating time as a Saints fan? I said, when I worked for Buddy D. I'm mm-hmm. like, because I went to the locker room every day and I was Kenny Wilkerson, who was the Saints reporter. And I knew like all the dysfunction in the mm-hmm. team. And I was there every day. And I was like, they're never winning. They're never winning anything. Yeah. And I like mean, one I cancerous just, person in the locker yeah. room. Yeah. And I was just like, people would be like, why are you so down? I'm just like, I cover this team every day. They're completely dysfunctional. They're literally fighting each other in the locker room, on the team plane, in the parking lot in, mm. before they get in the cars. I'm like, they're never winning anything. And it's depressing. It's much more fun for me to cover through the podcast and like be separated from it and not know all the ins and outs. Um, and I think that's probably one of the drawbacks of our podcast. Like a lot of people like to snooze and they like the inside info and they want all the dirt and the gossip. Like, I don't, I just want to be like, I don't want to know it because I feel like if I know it, it'll like, I'll know too much. Like I just, yeah. turn on the, I want to turn on the game yeah. and root for them. But- it is fun though, when it's not a dysfunctional locker room and they are really trying and you do know, like you see those little things that you're like, Oh, that's cool. And you really see their personalities mm-hmm. And it's like you really, I don't know. It is cool to have those those little tidbits. Like, yeah, I think when Dennis I was at Green Bay, I had a show yeah. where the Packer player came to the studio once a week, and I mean that was so cool because like we could chat about. I mean, obviously there's stuff that's off limits, mm. but just like, yeah, I don't know. It was just a whole different perspective that was that was really cool. Guys, Ralph Marlboro here. You know I take my flavored whiskey very seriously and would never steer you wrong. I want to tell you about Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey. Hardhide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is a strawberry flavored whiskey 
blended with aged wheat whiskey, American light whiskey, fresh strawberries from Ponchatoula, Louisiana. It's 86 proof, blended and bottled in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Porch Jam Distillery. Hard Hide Strawberry Whiskey is not for the thin-skinned. Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey is supporting Saints Happy Hour all football season. So support the people who support the show. Grab a bottle of Hard Hide Ponchatoula Strawberry Whiskey today. You can pick up a bottle wherever fine spirits are sold in Louisiana, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. To learn more and to find a location to get a bottle near you, go to hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. That's hardhidestrawberrywhiskey.com. I was going to say that, um, you know, as, as fans... You know, I think this Saints team, if they could get to winning, like the way Dennis Allen sort of conducts them, he's not. He, he, I think they, I think he does a decent job. They follow him. They play hard for him. I think they're organized. They have struggles on offense, obviously, but I think he's the kind of coach like Leslie. If they could get winning, he's in kind of that Sean Payton mold. Like, well, if the Saints, if they win and they want to be goofballs and have fun, like he'll let them. Like he's not going to be a taskmaster and like sure. like be like let him. So like I think if this this Saints team can get winning this year, it'll be really really fun, and we'll see personalities with them, which um, which comes out. I was going to say one. I know you say you you kind of root for teams. What's really interesting is in in my experience being married is like when you have a spouse that has a crazy sports fandom and you're not as crazy about their team as they are. It's very interesting. Like I like the Astros very much. I've been a fan my whole life, but I am not an Astros fan to the level that my wife is. And she is bonkers Astros fan. And the thing, the thing that's great about her is she loves the Astros. She knows the Astros, but like all the advanced baseball statistics, she just shits all over them. She's like, I don't care. Don't tell me about whip. Don't tell me about I watch him. I see it. He's terrible. And I'm like, but his this and his that. I don't want to hear it. Shut your mouth. He's terrible. And she just has these. That is so funny. That's going to make it fun, though. You know, because I do. I do like. No, my husband appreciates that. Like on Saturdays and Sundays, I'm not like, oh, can we flip? Hallmark's got a great movie on tonight. You know, I mean, he. I think he does love that. And my husband was a big quarterback at Southern Miss. Okay. um, Dustin Allman. So that whole perspective has been fun, too. So, yeah, and and the thing is with my wife, the interesting thing that she has given me about perspective is I used to be like, well, you got to get to the playoffs and you got to Like, if you don't win in the playoffs, (laughs) like, that's what matters. Playoffs. Playoffs, right? And my (laughs) wife, since I've known her since 2007 or eight, like, she has this deep love of baseball. She just loves it. Like, she, the Astros have been unbelievable like this is the best stretch yeah. of Astros they were they're ever gonna have they're ever gonna be they've been to six six straight American League championship series like, like they're never gonna be this good my her entire life my entire life ever like they're just a dynasty but the thing is she loves the regular season so much even when they've been winning these last six seven years it'll be <laughs> August and she'll be like I'm, I'm sad there's 34 baseball games left and I'm like but they're not they're gonna they're nine games ahead and like we're gonna go to the play, they're gonna go to the playoffs and win. She's like, I'm just sad. I just I like my baseball on. I like to watch them good. And like it's really changed me. And like I've become where like that's impressive. That's a whole different level. It is. It's a whole different level. But it has affected me, Leslie, <laughs> Leslie in this way. Now I'm very much like 
the plan. Yeah, I want the Saints to win in a Super Bowl and I want them to win, but give me 17, like just be good during the year. Like give me yeah. 17 weeks of fun. And yeah. like, yeah, I'm not about stinking for a draft pick. People are like, well, Ralph, you would enjoy it if they went 11 and seven and won a playoff game and then got their head kicked in by San Francisco. Yes, I would very much enjoy that because <laughs> that would be like 17 weeks of fun. You get a playoff win and then you lose and you just go on about it. Like that's much more fun than being like the Bears who are awful oh, and gosh. like looking Ooh. at mock drafts, right? So that's mm-hmm. the way like my like my wife's fandom has like influenced my my fandom where I used to be like obsessed with like championships and you got to win the playoffs. Now I'm like more like I guess I'm more like a sports dad. I'm like more holistic and I'm like it's all about the journey. I just want I think that's journey. good and that's kind of sad too. Hmm. I just want the journey to be. <laughs> I just want the journey to be fun. Um, so, all right. So the Saints this year. Um, I come on the morning show regularly, and mm-hmm. I have jokes, and people get on me about they. They call me like a. I'm like a Dennis Allen apologist. I'm like, but he's the coach, and like they're doing okay. Like he's not like they play hard for him. He seems organized. Like people are like, he's not a good leader. They don't play hard. They quit on him. Like they haven't done anything. You can criticize Dennis Allen. There's plenty of things to criticize and we don't have to make stuff up about him. And he doesn't care. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a head coach, you shouldn't care. you got way too much other stuff to worry about. I feel like Dennis Allen, just looking far, he would be a much more enjoyable boss to have than Sean Payton. Like I, just from oh, yeah. afar, like afar, like Dennis Allen, like mm-hmm. he seems like he seems pretty chill. Like if I came in, as like, Dennis, like my cat, like I got, she's got diabetes. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta run home and give her some shots, but I'll be back. He'd be like, okay, just, just get your stuff done, man. I feel like Sean Payton would be like, <laughs> actually kinda, yeah. Sean Payton would be like, see ya. See ya. Um, the, yeah, they, the, they, cat, they, the cat or football. I know they couldn't be more a baby <laughs> or football. Your baby will be there. Your baby will be there tomorrow. It'll be fine. Give him a bottle and a and a give him a bottle and a graham cracker. It'll be fine. I mean, what were you thinking of in a kid during football season, anyways? Um, yeah, no, I definitely think they're completely different. And yeah, Sean Payton was like, if you caught him on a bad day, whew, like he would always get so mad when you would ask him about the injury report. I know you don't talk about it today. My station is going to fire me if I don't ask. Right. We need to show you saying, you know, I don't talk about injuries on Tuesday. You know, like I need <laughs> you to say that. Like, so go ahead and say it and I won't have to ask it. I feel like but I have to ask. I feel like and I'm going to give out a, a, a shout out to you and to Catherine <laughs> Terrell. Like, I feel like. The female reporters. 90 percent of the time they would ask Sean Payton about the injuries more so than the men. Like the women would just like get in there. I'm at answer the question, you know, yeah, just and answer like, it. If you can't say <laughs> if you can't tell me you can't because I, I have to have something. We got to. And Kat Kat is amazing at what she does. She's so good. One of the best. Yeah, she would always say like she was like, my boss told me that I had to do it. It was like a, it was like a toughness test. But I'm oh, like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, you have to because people want to know. And they don't like they would literally be like, well, that dumb reporter didn't ask. Like, and yeah, dumb, like, like it, we, is, uh, it is part of my job. I have to ask you if uh, Drew Brees is gonna play this week. Like, is he? Is he okay? Once Wednesday, Thursday comes, it's all people care about. Injury, injury report and the reason why the nfl has that injury report is for gambling and people uh-huh. want to know and they want to try to keep it above board like the coaches 
want to be super secretive about injury. The interesting thing in English football, the managers are so much more open about the injury. Like after the game, they'll be like, yeah, it's bad. It's going to be like six, like really, really bad six weeks. Like, and they're yeah. like more honest about it. We're like the NFL is like, it's a state secret and we got to keep it under wraps. Uh-huh. Uh, but in, in the, in the little bit of time we have left, let's talk about the 2023 Saints. We're, we're recording okay. this. So they might, this may be played either before they play the Texans or the week of the Jaguars game. So whenever you're listening to this game, that's, that's okay. when we're recording it. So okay. like, as you look at the Saints team, like where's your optimism level? They're two, they're three and two. Like where, like, where are you, Leslie? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying let's win it for the defense. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I really, when, gosh, I mean, you lose. How dare Green Bay, like, always oh have another God. quarterback that's good behind. Oh, and I mean, I, I know that just, Monday they night lost. Game, that Monday night game, I watched Jordan Love be terrible. That Saints Green Bay loss it infuriates me because Derek. No, Carr, listen, I heard- I, I, no, I do think I think Jordan Love will be good, but it's just like that doesn't <laughs> always happen. And so yeah. waiting after Drew Brees, like I realistically was like, oh, it's gonna take a minute. And I got so pumped about Jameis Winston, and then he let me down, and then he had mm. late the guy surgery over the offseason, and I was like, okay, we're good. And then it then I got let down again, and then like yeah. I don't know. Like, Car is he? How good is Car? We'll see. I don't. I, like, I. I just the chemistry. It, and you might. We're riding high after a win the other day, but it, it took Tyron Matthew to spark That's something. Right. Like, we don't need a. We shouldn't need a spark. Like, either the offense is there and it's clicking, and like, you're either having a bad day or you're having a bad season. I, I mean, to this <laughs> point, like, we're a quarter in. You should know your identity right now, and it ain't. It, it's it ain't. It's That's not right. good. It's That's not right. good. That's right. It's like this. What are the? It's like the Saints. They're really great on defense. Their secondary is really good. What are they good at at offense? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I I don't know. So I just <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we'll win some games for sure. And I oh, I want so bad for Cam Jordan and now Demario Davis and Tyron Matthew to. I mean, Tyron. He's got a ring, right? He's got a ring with Kansas City. Okay. But I want so bad for Cam Jordan, who has said, you know what? I'm going to be here. I'm going to give you 120% every single day. Yeah. I don't care that, like, yeah, New Orleans is a smaller market. I'm not getting the national attention I should get. I don't care. I'm here. Let's do it. And, like, I just think he should be rewarded for that and not have to – his last season go somewhere to win. Yeah, I just – I want – I want like this group of, you know, uh, Cam Jordan, Demario Davis. Like this is a, this is a, they've been at this, a bunch of these guys around a while, right? Etoron mm-hmm. Matthews been here a couple. I don't necessarily want a Super Bowl would be great. I just want one run because you, this is the last thing I'm going to ask you a playoff run for the Saints in the city. How is it television wise when the Saints? Oh, it's like Mardi Gras every day. Like, seriously. Okay, so I was still in Shreveport when they won the Super Bowl, but when we, like, show all, oh, let's show this package from Mart- from uh, when, we won the- when we won the Super Bowl. It is wild. Like, it was just, it's like they came into the station and said, every reporter out in the streets, I don't care what we show, let's go, let's do this. Like, I mean, it is just a whole different 
atmosphere. You know, like Fat Tuesday in New Orleans is, oh, it's Fat Tuesday. It's just a Tuesday everywhere else. Like New Orleans does Super Bowl runs like nobody else. But I want Cam to win one so he can walk away when he can still walk and he can retire and enjoy being on TV because he'll be in a great analysis. I feel feel like the Saints – in the Super Bowl in Vegas, New Orleans people invading Vegas for the Super Bowl. Because in Miami, Leslie, I kid you not, I knew probably 40 people that went to the Super Bowl. They didn't have oh. tickets. They didn't have tickets. Oh, okay. they're just yeah, like sure. they're just like, we're going. I'm like, you yeah. got tickets? They're like, you got tickets? They're like, hell no. But the Saints <laughs> are in the Super Bowl. I gotta be there. And they yeah. would just go. So like I feel like they'll have a ton of Saints, but they would just go. Right. Yeah. And selfishly, I feel like if the Saints make a deep playoff run, I get to spend more time with you because producers for WWL will be like, we got to have Saints coverage 24 7. Well, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen every day at 6 (laughs) 15, every Super Bowl week, every day at 6 15, Ralph. You're going to talk about it can be the same thing, it can be different. We don't even care. It's just Saints. People will watch it. Yeah, and you know what? Like, I would love that for Derek Carr because the, the way things ended in Vegas yeah. were, like, so disrespectful. Like, he had to sit there a whole year, and it must have just been horrific having to endure that. And, I mean, he makes millions of bucks, so yeah, it's a little bit easier to, like, endure it when you can go have yeah. a nice steak and, like, you know, go shopping. But my thing is, or, like, fly to Maui for the day. Um, and Maui, sorry, I don't know. Obviously, there's oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I would love that for him to go back in that town and bump into those same people and win a Super Bowl there. That would be so amazing. That would be amazing. What a, I mean, so many great storylines. So, but yeah, if we're going, you're coming with. <laughs> <I can't laughs> I'm wait. calling it. I well, the thing is, I gotta, I might have to buy a plane ticket for the diabetic cat. We gotta give her two shots a day. Um, oh, no, so, so it's fine. She's Minxie, Minxie's great. Um, so <laughs> final, final question, and then okay. I'll get out of here. What is your, what was the one time in media you met someone and you were like, it took all your power to keep professional and not be a fangirl and be like, oh my God, this person is in front of me. Whether it's sports, whoever. Oh gosh. I've interviewed so many people that I'm like, this is wild. And I mean, I feel like if I ever got to interview Michael Jordan or Charles Barkley's my all-time favorite oh, yeah. period. <laughs> I mean, I just think that would be wild, but gosh, I don't know. I've interviewed so many. It's like, just like early starting out when like, Hey, go run an interview, Billy Cannon real quick. You know, like that was always <laughs> really cool to me or <laughs> okay. Or just like when Les Miles would come to town and he, you know, that was always just kind of cool. But now I don't know. I've been doing it so long. And then um, like when you were in Green Bay, it was just like normal. They, like it just made it normal. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would say like, like Clay Matthews was probably my favorite. Oh yeah. Clay Matthews. Yeah. So Leslie Spoon, thanks for joining us. Do you have, do you have social media that you are on that you would like to share with the people that they can oh, find gosh. you? Are, are you, are you, are you, are you anti-social media, which is oh, good for your health? I mean, I have a Facebook. It's so weird because like the sports thing, like anytime I have something that I'm like, Oh, this is sports. And I love this. I need to tw- like, I tw- like, I feel like Twitter is like the sports world, but then everything else I'm like, Oh, Facebook. Um, so yeah, I'm on Twitter. I haven't tweeted in a while. Um, but I do have a Facebook, Leslie Spoon WWL, but like then you'll get all the 
all the morning show stuff, there all the saltwater intrusion and the cool bands and uh, segments that are on our I was station. You'll get like, it all. I, you may know this. I feel like saltwater intrusion. This isn't the first time. I feel like when I was a kid in the early eighties, it happened in the eighties. And it had it. It did. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. My but mom I guess was, it was. It just for some reason wasn't blown out of proportion and i guess like poor plaquemines like they're just dealing with it now just yeah. dealt with it then and people are like i don't well, know it's weird the thing is it's like with saltwater intrusion like back in like 1983 whenever it happened you got the paper once a day yeah and you had the news at five they didn't right. have they had the news at six to like you know to not to eight or nine then they had the new news and five and six and ten and that was it you know, right. social media, like the, the the minute by minute berm update, you know, so it just like all these things kind of like. Yeah, I think out. by the time people realized like, oh, I'm not supposed to be drinking the water. The advisors were over back then. And Eric was saying the water was so bad in New Orleans. Then like people didn't drink it anyways. It might have been. No, I don't know. I remember I remember when I was a kid, like my grandma was always like, do not drink the tap water. We paid for the, we paid for the Kentwood bottle. Drink the Kentwood <laughs> bottle. Love you, Grandma. Um, Hilarious. So, so Leslie Spoon, thanks for joining us. We appreciate no, thank you for always joining us. You're so funny, and like I love talking sports with you. But like, even the people like Sheba and Peyton who don't like sports are like, we can't wait for Ralph. Like, well, you're hilarious. Here's the here's the thing that I have done is I know my lane. Like I I always wanted to be in sports, and I always wanted a podcast, but I understood like. I don't really want like I watch the tape to understand the game, but I don't really enjoy it. Right. And yeah. I don't really care about making predictions and being right. Like I just want people to laugh at the saints as much as I do. And it's fun. And that's what I'm like. That's what I'm good at. Right. Like making jokes about it. Like if you want film breakdown, there's a million people that can do it. Um, and also too, I just feel like the saints as a thing, bring new orleans it's like in a world of like we're so split divided social media tv Mm -hmm. we don't watch it politics like everything divides us right the saints are like one of the last things that like everybody in new orleans is like we're watching the saints on sunday if they win monday is great the red beans and rice taste better everything (laughs) is amazing and if they lose I don't want to talk to you. I don't even want to go to work. I don't want to do work. How dare you give me more work on a Monday? Like it's that, <laughs> it's that big of a difference. And yeah. I just feel like we need to like, like revel in it. And like, don't be like, don't be, don't pretend that like the, like, like people are like, I don't, I don't let the saints affect me. Oh, bullshit, man. I've lived in New Orleans. I know they sell 50% more papers. Like oh, everybody, yeah. like the saints win. More Monday will be like a hundred percent better. They lose everybody's dreary come Monday morning at yeah. at four thirty yeah. when you start that newscast. I know. Yeah, and, and it is it is cool to. I've worked in some towns where sports matter, and yeah, yeah like you said, like that's one thing people can unite in, yeah. and that is really cool. I do love that about New Orleans. Yeah. So Leslie Spoon, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for supporting us. Click that like button on YouTube. Click that subscribe button. Go to SaintsHappyHour.com. Find us. uh, Support the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, the bar is closed.